New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Good morning, Pete. Are you hearing me? Rev Z right here. Yeah, there we go. Maybe we've got a little delay going on. We'll see what that is, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, this is Ministers Talking Shit. And that means I am hearing you. Yeah, so we, we got a delay. We got a delay. All right, uh, that'll make this show even more fun today, folks. Thanks for being with us, uh, Brother Wayne. Good to see you. Anyone else that's watching, feel free to chat along, chime along, let us know what you're doing out there, and uh, we're gonna get into it. So, and uh, here's my big story of the week, and where I want to jump off from because, um, we Z and I. There's a lot of interesting stories going on this week, and we're going to read some of those in in as we go. <laughs> However, what uh, what I think is the most important is I want to talk about Mitch McConnell. Um, and number one, I first want to send a healing prayer to Mitch. Um, it's obvious he is starting to feel the effects of advanced aging. Uh, he experienced another freezing episode, um, and I've watched both of these on video. And you could see it in his eyes. He just in there and gone, gone. And not like, oh, I was thinking about something else and lost my train of thought or got sidetracked by a question. Just absolute checkout. And, uh, you know, again, number one, first and foremost, even if I don't agree with his politics, I agree he's a human being. So thoughts, prayers. Best wishes for him and his health journey, and 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 we'd love to see a healing for Mitch, in whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it brings up to the question to me, not just term limits, but should we have age limits? Now, this might sound ageist, you know, and but should there be a limit at which point we say, hey? <clears throat> Thank you for your service, and it's time you went and enjoyed your retirement. Uh, <laughs> it seems to me like more and more, some of these guys, they just can't let go. So is yeah. it the power? Is it the prestige? Is it the 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 privilege of flying on private jets? We'll talk about T- Clarence Thomas later. Uh, any sense there, Z? <clears throat> you know, I... I 
I again, I agree. I'm not. I mean, I understand age, and and I'm not trying to be age age uh, ageism. I'm not sure what the term is now. But you know, uh, Adam, I I think you know people will come up and say it's a slippery slope, right? You have some eighty. 85 even 90 year olds that are really really sharp right because they've done the right things they've they've uh they've ate well they've exercised they've they've, they've kept their stress levels down well if you're in congress or you in political arenas that's pretty hard to do um when you have these busy busy schedules uh, i it, it may seem i don't know but i think we should have limits um because even even if a person and i know this is stepping on toes maybe but even if a person is still sharp at 80 and i know a bunch of 80 year old sharp people believe me it doesn't make way for younger people with newer ideas or, or new approaches and 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 at 80 or some of these advanced ages, your idealisms, if you will, about how things are and, and, and how relationships of one or another are, are held together gets perpetuated more and more, uh, which is why I think some of this uh, left and right battles that we see in politics now are getting worse because these older guys and gals are still in there perpetrating these old ideas, these old stereotypes. And, you know, by limiting that at, I don't know, let's say 80, right? I mean, you're picking that, you know, that's gonna be the challenge. Which number do you pick? Uh, so right. let's say 80 right now, since we got a bunch of 80 olds that probably are gonna cause some real long debates in this poli policy, uh, uh, politics, political cycle that's coming up right now but it's a tough question yeah i agree it is a very tough question because you know we do have um minimum age to serve in in many positions right mm -hmm. president mm -hmm. being most mm -hmm. is e the president is always the easiest to remember because it's 35 um but uh and uh, good morning, Linda. I want to address what Linda's saying. Do you want age limits for ministers too? Um, you know, Linda, I'll be straight up. I think that I think those are apples and oranges because a minister, um, people don't have to follow that minister. I mean, people can just have that choice. Mm -hmm. We don't have, and you could say, yes, we have a choice when it comes to voting, but ultimately, um, with the way elections happen these days and the way that people manipulate the system. Um, I think, I think those are different questions. Uh, ministers are based on uh, if people choose to follow what we're saying or not. Politicians yeah. are setting law for everyone. And, and we don't get quite as much of a choice or as quick a choice. If minister says something I don't like, I can stop listening to that minister tomorrow. Uh, yeah. When Mitch does something people don't like, we got to wait a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, but Linda does have a good idea. An ethics could, committee could be charged with assessment when concerns are present. I agree with that as well. So not saying age limits are exactly the answer, but I think there needs to be some sort of check and balance put into place uh, for our legislators. And, uh, and this isn't just Republicans. Um, Dianne Feinstein has been missing in action 
from Washington, D.C., more than she's been present uh, in the past year or two years now. Uh, and it's been holding up all kinds of legislation and been holding up all kinds of appointments to, to uh, for federal judges and other things that at a certain point, I think there needs to be a stopgap, a, a check and balance system to say, hey, um, again, thank you for your service. And it's time, uh, right. time for retirement. Well, and, 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 you know, on, on a lot of government jobs, well, I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the military, you know, they start giving you, you have some kind of cognitive stuff that they check, right? Right. You know, they used to be, if you were too short, you couldn't get in the military. If you wasn't this, or if you had, you know, certain, um, illnesses or, 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 or different maladies, flat feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You couldn't serve. Well, you know, maybe they need to come up with a cognitive test. I know presidents take them all the time, right? They every physical they take, they check every, they check everything for the presidents. And I know one of them is cognitive abilities. And that that maybe we put a, you know, if a person's 80 and they can pass all these cognitive tests, uh all right. Good. Then, and, and, and you know, as long as you can pass this cognitive and 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 semi-physical test of the physical stress that you're going to be under, for the decisions and things you make, all right. Well, then, yeah, well, you you're still eligible to serve. The moment that ain't right, you're no longer able to serve. Yeah, exactly. Hey, while we're on the subject of politics, let's head over to Mississippi uh, and give a big shout out to the state of Mississippi and to uh, House candidate Fabian Nelson. Fabian's 38, he's a realtor, and uh, he's an openly gay black man and just won his primary election runoff Tuesday. He's heading to the state legislature. Uh, wow. Mississippi will have its first openly gay state legislator uh, coming up here real soon. Congratulations to Fabian and... Uh, and Mississippi there. I don't know that I'd ever had thought about that, that Mississippi would actually come around as it were <clears throat> that wow. regard. So uh, kind of a big story. It buried on the third page, but uh, kind of a big story there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and which, which in, in a lot of ways speaks to what we were just talking about in terms of getting different individuals into these legislative and, and 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 political positions to bring in new ideas to bring in new perspectives to broaden the lens of how we look at world and life and policies uh because we already know if we continue to have white males of a certain age of a certain background we're going to keep getting different variations of the same thing but in essence it's the same thing yeah <clears throat> I uh, I often flash back uh, almost 20 years ago now or something uh, when I was at the Salt Lake Center for Spiritual Living. Somebody said, you know, Robert, you'd probably make a good politician. And my first thought was, I'm too white <laughs> and I'll be too old. <laughs> by, the by the time I could make that, that 
come into fruition, make that a realization. I'd be too white and too old. I don't know. That's a good thing for the country. So uh, yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to stick with the ministering part. I'm good. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, on another, even another political note, good news coming out of Georgia yesterday. Uh, if you don't recognize it, the insurrection was televised back on January 6th of 2020. Well, now Georgia, a Georgia uh, judge has announced that the accountability for the insurrection <clears throat> will be televised and the trial of Donald J. Trump and others will be not only televised, but will be live streamed. Wow. Now, this set off uh, Trump's legal team and a num number of other individuals that, that have been indicted to uh, try to get that trial moved into a federal uh, into a federal status, into a federal court, because the federal courts uh, that are facing similar questions and similar issues have not decided yet whether they would allow live streaming and or tele televised coverage of the of this election. However, this judge in Georgia did say that uh, specifically <clears throat> Trump's trial and other trials associated with that indictment, uh, live streaming is allowed. Lawyers would be allowed to, to have cell phones at their tables. Uh, television stations are would be allowed to. Uh, now, I imagine there's going to be a, a, you know, there's going to be an appeal of this ruling for sure, uh, because I don't think anybody in the Trump camp wants to have to see that man defend himself in court on live television. Um, although I think it would be, uh, I think, I think it's a great step forward actually for the accountability of what happened in Georgia uh, regarding trying to steal the election of 2020. That's how I look at it. Um, however you look at it, I think it's great to have live um, in the moment coverage so there can be no manipulation of what was said and what wasn't said. <clears throat> well, first and foremost, you will definitely need a three ring uh, circus master to, to orchestrate that circus. Uh, let's just be clear um, because that was that that would definitely be a circus. Um, but you know other high profile cases they they did the George Floyd case they showed up they you know they showed that yep. um and so you know that is a question to be asked and answered <laughs> it's already asked now it just has to be answered if, if, if this is really going to happen but you know one of the other things associated with that case is that of the 18 19 folk there they uh, previous cases similar to this associated with Trump, either the Trump organization or the mega organization, um, paid for the defendants, um, lawyers, right? They all had the same lawyers, which was a great thing for Trump because even if someone wanted to flip, they were all in one little bucket with one lawyer so that lawyer could manipulate or, or, or present, I want to manipulate, present information as they saw fit but now a lot of the defendants or co-defendants are looking to have their stuff separated from him which means they get they, they're not bound by any loyalty or any lawyer agreements and they might say things that uh that they may might. contradict but but the bigger one of the you know now because trump is not paying for it they're having to go out and create cloud funds and all kinds of things to raise money 
to have a lawyer defend them in this case. And you better believe it's going to take a lot of lawyer in and a lot of money in <laughs> to get through this thing. <clears throat> and um, not only are lawyers not cheap, um, sometimes lawyers are broke too. Uh, the story that I love this week is uh, Rudy Giuliani was found guilty in a defamation case, um, mostly because he and his lawyers admitted in court that they, like, in court, they said, yeah, we did it. Um, so the judge's hands were tied. There was no way you could find him not guilty. He is absolutely admitted to it in open court, uh, but immediately turned around and cried and uh, wasn't even assessed any any penalties other than court costs. And the um, the plaintiff's court costs were over $90,000 or something like this. And Giuliani immediately cried poverty and said he can't afford to pay that. I'm sorry, dude. If you can't afford to pay your court costs, how'd you get down there? Well, whose plane did you fly on to get down there? Who bought that suit you're wearing? I, I, I'm, I'm, a, was a little ticked off, let's say, uh, a little hot-headed when I heard he tried to get out. He's trying to get out of this by claiming he doesn't have the money to pay for it. Well, you pay what you got, like the rest of us would have to. You give them everything you've got and get your ass on a payment plan. For the rest of it, because that's what they, that's what would happen to me. If I was found guilty of defamation uh, in, a, in a case, they'd put you on, they'd find a way. They don't just mm -hmm. let you off because <laughs> you happen to be a disgraced attorney uh, who's not allowed to practice law anywhere that I know of any longer. And it, it just, it really fumed me up that this guy gets to claim he doesn't have enough money in that regard. And, and here's here's an interesting thing about Rudy. <clears throat> you know, whether you like his politics or not, when you look at the dissent, I was I was living in New York when Giuliani came into play in the 80s. Yep. And he had that stop and frisk and all that. And, and he was credited with uh with turning New York City around in terms of crime, whether you believe that was it or not. Which we now um, know the police used to victimize people of color more extensively than any other group because yes. of stop and frisk. So we got to put that on his shoulder. Oh, there. yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. But when you look at, you know, given the, 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 the pluses and minus of a career, everybody has them. And and at one time he was the darling, right? The 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 911 stuff. I mean, he was the darling. And now he's been reduced to squalor, let's say, if he can't pay his court fees. And and it shows how from, from a spiritual perspective, if you allow your thinking, if you allow your ideas, if you allow your approach to life to get so divisive yep. and so um unaware of the oneness of all things this is a potential path that people go down yeah. and it's 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 you know in in a lot of ways it's sad he's he he's now an old man and he is in more muck and mire than i'm sure he ever thought he would be at this age and 
it's not going to stop. I mean, it's just starting up. The trial hasn't even started. He's on this trial. He's a co-defendant in this trial on George as well. Right. Exactly. That was a separate case on the defamation. Yep. <clears throat> well, and I, I will say, you know, it's been years now, <laughs> really, since the insurrection, since many of these crimes were committed, since the whole, I'm going to call it the debacle that was the Trump presidency. Um, it is very discerning to it, it's sorry that's not the word um I, I i i don't lose sleep but i lose some joy when i hear these stories of what actually happened mm -hmm. of what was actually done but i'm also um very happy to see that the american court system is as slow as it might be is taking is going to exact justice is prosecuting these men, is in, not just investigating, but we are finding that there were crimes committed or there's, you know, again, they're accused of crimes being committed. Now we're going to find out in a court of law what exactly happened. Yeah. And I think you're going to see guys like Giuliani and many others. Um, I saw a, a, an opinion piece recently said, the first one that flips wins. The first one of these guys that comes out with good, hard evidence is the one that gets away with it. And um, and believe it or not, folks, that might be Roger Stone. Uh, if you didn't catch this story this week, a video surfaced, which was obviously <clears throat> planned um, from uh, with Roger Stone saying very straightforward. Well, they know they lost that election. And he's wearing a mic underneath his sweater. It's hard to see, but if you look close, he's got a little lavalier mic underneath his sweater. And uh, and they, they have video of him on the phone talking to someone else and says right out. And, well, they all know they lost that election. Wow. So Roger Stone is one of the, in my opinion, one of the slimier operatives in this whole story in this whole saga and it goes way back because he's been hanging on trump decades now. Um, was arrested tried and found guilty pardoned by trump and now here he is he might be the first one to throw to throw everybody else under the bus he might be the first one to, to actually make that flip and come out and say, I got the hard evidence and here you guys can have it. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. And and now and 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 now on a high note, I'm gonna switch gears. I'm gonna switch gears and go to a high note. Uh the Department of Health and Human Services. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> the Department of Health and Human Services has sent a letter to the DEA to reclassify marijuana or cannabis from a schedule one drug, which is stuff like heroin and, and uh, LSD to a, to a uh, classification of three, which would allow it to be legitimately studied. Um, because one of the things that, that, that uh, I saw in this one article is that we have medical, let's not even go to the recreational. We have medical marijuana legal, and it, I think it's right now it's about half the states. Yeah. 
right? And they they recognize some of the medicinal purposes, but because it's a schedule one, researchers and, and pharmaceutical labs and things like that can't get it and study it properly because it's a, it's, it's classified as, 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 as one. And so the Health and Human Services has sent something to the DEA, say, look, we need to declassify this to three so we can go in and really do some rigorous studies. Up until I think three, four years ago, maybe five years ago, there was only one federal plot in, in, in Mississippi, at University of Mississippi, I think it was, where they could grow marijuana or cannabis so that it could be studied. And they've added a few more now, but it's still not enough to do the rigorous study that independent people, you know, independent scientists and researchers. So, you know, yep. that would be a great thing, I believe. Um, I, that's just my opinion. I'm trying to remember if if uh, <clears throat> if President Biden actually made that promise uh in his campaign or not so if he had and you're shaking you're nodding your head so i'm yeah. gonna say yes he probably did uh um, some, some announcement <laughs> I, I i here it is right here it says last year president joe biden urged a review of how marijuana is scheduled under federal law beautiful you know it, it's long been said this is a step towards national legalization and um and it has been it like how do we prove there's medical benefits if we can't actually use the medicine to prove it and you know one thing i saw was this one of the things for classification at that level of one is the addictability if you will of the of the drug and the, and the doctor who was making the statement says well alcohol and tobacco are just as addictive or more how come they are not classified as schedule one yeah exactly right and so they got some good cases or some good anecdotal and hard evidence to say hey these classifications are not not being applied equally and we need to make some changes so it's going to be interesting i mean we have so much going on in the government so much going on in society that uh, as we always say, from a spiritual perspective, we have to pay attention. You know, uh, there's this quote I saw the other day by uh, um, by, by Ma uh, uh, um, Bob Molly, and it said, you know, freedom ain't free. You have to pay attention. Right. And I thought that was just brilliant. Freedom is not free. You have to pay attention. And that's what we have to begin to do is pay attention to these things so that we can respond, so that we can be aware, so that we can figure out what is the best uh, uh, application of some of these laws and, and policies that just seem completely ludicrous. Mm -hmm. you know, it's interesting because when I hear that term, freedom isn't free, my mind goes to the right. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a, a conservative right-wing rally cry on why we need guns and why we need war and why we need a massive military. And when you realize it, it that that line comes from a pot smoking peacenik, if you will, uh, it's amazing how things change and, and, and where people, how people shift 
someone's meaning from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Linda again was saying in the chat, um, these situations and people really challenge me in applying SLM principles to all people and conditions. And I'm with you, Linda, right? This is not beginner uh, new thought here that we're dealing with. This is the master class of how to love the actor, but not necessarily the actions and mm -hmm. how not to how not to spiritually bypass mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people out there let's call it political bypass then right there's a lot of people out there saying the ends justify the means when it comes to the republican party when it comes to the far-right conservatives when it comes to the maga uh the the cult of maga that is operating in the united states there are so many that use that idea that the ends justify the means. And uh, I don't believe that. I don't think people in New Thought believe that. I think we believe the means create the ends. Mm -hmm. And so we love love that you're here. Mm -hmm. And as we started at the top, you know, prayers for Mitch McConnell. Um, I don't want to see the man. I don't want to see the man make it a fool of himself in public. I don't want to see the man fall it over. At, at a lectern and being wheeled away in a gurney. I don't want to see the man make his, his earthly transition while standing on the floor of Congress. Mm -hmm. um, so, but we don't, but we can't condone the activity. We can't condone the actions. You know, you, you said something and, 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 and this idea of, play, you know, how many times have you gone to a movie and the actor has played a part so well that was, you know, that you didn't agree with, that you began to dislike the actor, even though he was playing a part. He wasn't the the, the thing he was doing in the movie wasn't really him, but he did it so well. You're like, I don't know if I like that guy anymore, right? Yeah. You know, that girl anymore, or that you know. And it's the same kind of thing as what Linda's saying. How do we begin to if if it happens in a movie, right? Well, we begin to have certain feelings about certain actors and actresses for playing a part so well, getting so into character. How do we begin to to separate all that stuff in real life? Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, I don't know how true this is, so I'm just going to not use names. But um, a mutual colleague of ours, his uh, son went off to New York City and became an actor and won a Tony award and all that and st started getting a couple of small uh, television roles. However, the television roles were for the villain. And the way I've heard the story is he, he recognized, I don't want to do that. Not because I have to try to embody a villain for a week or a month or whatever. It's, but because of the way people then recognized him on the street as the villain, rather than when he was being recognized for having won a Tony Award. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely see that, right? That mm -hmm. we have to be um, very... Uh, very careful on how we present who we are out into the world. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people right now that are presenting what they think we want to see rather than who they really are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, 
new thought is a way where that can all change. Yeah. And I have, I, I will say again and again and again, the people that I see come into this movement, find this philosophy, start living this way of life, start living from that place of absolute authenticity. Right? We know that Donald Trump has hung out in new thought churches. We, not recently, but in his earlier years, uh, he was a follower of Norm, Norman Vincent Peale and others that, that uh, espouse these same teachings. And he uses it for a means that I find very inauthentic. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what I think we need is more people that are willing to be truly authentic and truly be who they are, not who people, <laughs> who they think people need them to be or want them yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, and, and that's interesting because I used to go and see Norman Vincent Peale when he was at Lincoln Center in New York. Uh, you might and, have been there with you might have been hanging and, with the Donald back then, right? I, I know, and I would see, I would see, uh, you know, high profile people there um, at, at 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 the services at Lincoln Center, um, and so we know, and, and we see it every day in businesses and commercials. All these talks about mindfulness and all this stuff about positive approach and all this uh um things about living life in a holistic way 85 percent of it came from the new thought movement and movement and, and interaction with with some of the positive people like norman vincent peele and 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 uh, um Charles, raymond charles barker who was also in new york and some of these other people that were there because they they saw the results and they took it in some cases and commercialized it to make a dollar and now it's being heavily politicized mm -hmm. um and so the value of these teachings the value of this way of life is, is in some ways is getting watered down and becoming cliche and unfortunately for those who take that approach they're losing a valuable asset and a valuable tool in their toolkit to make life better, not only for themselves, but for everybody else. Yep, exactly. And um, kind of back to, to Linda's question, right? How and, and how do we really practice the science of mind? I return <laughs> to, um, I think it was Howard Thurman, the arc of justice is long. Uh, or the arc of life is long, but it bends towards justice. Yeah, Dr. King. Or Dr. King, yes, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, right, I always return to that, that what I am seeing now is a blip along the arc of human experience. Mm -hmm. uh, but that arc bends towards truth. And if we can each individually express more truth if we can each individually stay more aligned with a, a truth that that is life affirming that is building towards something rather than tearing something down then we're doing our part and mm -hmm. and that's often the best we can do we can't go out and change these folks Nobody's going to change Mitch's mind around his politics. Nobody's going to change Roger Stone's mind about being a good guy or, or right. He, he had, every person has to come to the truth in their own way. Um, or, 
you get to go around and try again next time. <laughs> Sorry, game over. Try again. Uh, but ultimately, I think uh, new thought as a philosophy, as a faith, as a way of life leads us, calls us, and opens the door for us to be more authentic in every experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, from my experience and vantage point, um, the key to life is to promote life, right? <laughs> it, you know, uh, oh, we plant a corn seed, that corn seed presents a corn stalk that has several ears of corn that can replicate this but the original corn ceases to once that process is done it ceases to be but but the legacy if you will the the potentiality if you will of all these other corn ears keeps that seed if you will alive Keeps that idea alive and promotes it and 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 and, and accentuate the, the 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 goodness of it and that's how we should be trying to live life is that we begin to to do good and to care about people and to present ourselves and situations in a true manner not for any self-aggrandizement or 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 or, or political power or monetary gain although those things may happen but that's not my purpose. My purpose is to perpetuate life and community and family and goodness. And when we can do that, that art will take care of itself. It will begin to bend in the way that it needs to, to continue to perpetuate life. Yes. So we must be sowers of seeds. Yes. Yes. I hear that. Hey, before we go, Linda's got one more. Uh, recently, reading more history along with consistent application of spiritual practices. Exactly, Linda. Balance is good uh, because the balance shows us it's in those retrospective, it's in those reflections that we come to realize, yeah. oh, maybe that wasn't the best thing for the people. Yeah. And, oh, maybe that didn't exactly work the way I was taught it did. Uh, mm -hmm. because the spirituality gives us a new, a new level of discernment, a new form of discernment, yes. if you will. Yes. Right on. All right, folks, well, we do need to get out of here or we're going to run out of time and run into our next program. Uh, we do have a ton of broadcasting here on New Thought Media Network today. Be sure to join us for all of it. Uh, Seku writes with Be Your Own Hero is up in just a handful of moments, 815. It's the morning prayers, 830. Morning Sip with Rev. Melissa, 9 o'clock. Spanish Language Programming with Emma Moreno, 9.30. Spanish Language Prayers. Later today, uh, Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach is up at 10. 11, uh, 1 o'clock is The Joy Show with <laughs> Rev. Barbara Jean. Barbara, and Rev. Barbara Jean will have the good news this evening. It's my night off from the good news, but the good news will be here at 5 o'clock. Six o'clock, it's the Fireside Chat with Reverend Michael as well. So please stay with us. Join uh, more of our programs. Like, share, subscribe, do all those things. And mostly, we trust you'll make it a great weekend. We do want to shout out Labor Day weekend here in the United States. So uh, please honor that. Uh, and uh, give that a give that your your best celebration. It's not just about hot dogs and and uh, popcorn anymore. Yeah. Um, make it make it a, a thoughtful holiday, if you will. 
Z, any final thoughts? Yeah, just, uh, you know, honor Labor Day in that understand that there are people here that are still uh, so-called working for a living and, and that we should be aware of what this holiday is about. It's about fair labor. It's about, you know, giving a fair playing field for everybody to be successful. All right, folks, we're out for now. We'll be back next Friday with more Ministers Talking Shit. Until then, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.